You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome into a new show, new week of Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, and uh, in this first segment here, we'll we'll call this a grab bag segment. Um, there were a number of things in TCU athletics that kind of caught my eye over the weekend that I just want to bring to your attention. Um, in segment two, we'll talk men's and women's basketball. Both teams lost over the weekend. The men fell to Texas. The women fell to Iowa State. So we'll recap those games and then look ahead to what this week should bring um, a schedule adjustment for the TCU men that we'll either cover in this first segment or in that second segment. And in segment three, um, we'll, we'll circle back to some football and baseball discussion. So really going to run around to a bunch of different sports. And I wanted to start today, um, I don't typically talk, I, I try to keep it to football, basketball, baseball. And uh, that's one because I think those are the, the three sports that most fans are tuned into. Um, it's also just because those are the three that I know the best. I follow TCU soccer. I follow TCU tennis. I follow track and field, but I don't, uh, I don't really think I have a great handle on giving analysis on those things. So usually, um, other than maybe giving you the occasional update, I don't feel like I can add a ton of the conversation. If you want more of that discussion, um, always feel free to reach out to me at Simcox Stevens, my personal Twitter account, the show Twitter account at Locked On TCU, and you can say, "Hey, I'd like to hear more about this or that," um, and I'll try to incorporate it the best I can. But just letting you know, that's not really my bag, so that's kind of why I, I stay away from it um, in, in most instances. But there were a few things that jumped out at me from the uh, from the Olympic sports this week, and the first one was uh, TCU track and field had a huge weekend, and specifically one young man who uh, broke a, a big-time record, Du Mapea. Um, he was jumping in Lubbock. He's a long jumper. And he set a meet and facility record at the Texas Tech Sports Performance Center. So he set a facility record. He set a meet record. And the fact that he set a record at Texas Tech facility is a big deal because Tech – uh, won a national title in track not that long ago. So this is a very good program. Um, and, and do his first jump was 16.8 meters. Um, and then he took off for 16.85 meters in his second attempt, which is currently leading the nation and ranked seventh in the world. Um, it was a, an indoor personal best for him. So big time weekend for do Mapaya. And uh, yeah, just super impressive. He breaks a, Meet record there at the Lubbock Invitational, also a facility record there at Texas Tech. Wins first place, obviously, and is right now leading the nation in the long jump. So could go on to very well win an indoor national championship later on this year. Really uh, cool moment for him, marked by him, and great job by Dew. Wanted to, to come out the gates with that. There was also um, some TCU tennis this weekend. They were at the ITA Nationals and um illinois and they actually struggled for most of the weekend uh lost their first two matches but they come in and they're taking on number one usc in this indoor tournament and they win today by a score of four to three so nice job by david or team they're number three in the country and they were on a pretty good run 
Um, and they bounced back nicely, getting a win over USC, which is the number one team in the country. First time in the David Rodita era they have beat they've beaten uh, the number one team in the nation. Um, so just a really cool day there in Champaign, Illinois. And as I said, you know, they lost to Tennessee four to three. They had kind of a tough weekend leading into that, but we're having a really good season. See at number three in the country, and they go ahead and knock off the number one team in the nation in USC today, which I think uh, should give them some confidence as they continue through their season. Also lost to Virginia this weekend, so not the best weekend for TCU tennis overall, but they finish with a huge bang, getting that victory over the number one team in the country. So nice job by David Rodini's squad finding a way to get the job done um, after dropping their first two matches of, uh, of the weekend, but close and strong there in Champaign, Illinois. So they beat the number one team in the country. Dumapaya uh, has a huge day on the long jump. And then finally, we'll close things out, kind of this grab bag segment with a recruiting note. Um, Choctaw, Oklahoma offensive lineman Cade McConnell committed to TCU today. He is uh, 2022 player, so he's a 2022 commit. That's the second commit they've gotten in this class. C.J. Nelson, wide receiver out of uh, Richland, was the other one that's committed so far. Um, he's not very highly rated. He doesn't really have an official rating yet on 247. It's still pretty early in the process for the 2022 guys. He's rated number 57 in the nation at the offensive tackle position, but he's number nine in the state of Oklahoma, number nine overall player in the state of Oklahoma by 247 Sports. And McConnell did an interview with uh, Jeremy Clark today, and he said TCU – was showing him the most attention. He had been talking with the coaching staff frequently. He built great relationships with offensive line coach Jared Anderson, OC Doug Meacham, um, and head coach Gary Patterson. He says he got along with all of them really well um, and is excited to get on campus, you know, in the coming years and add to that offensive line room. So adding some offensive line depth, which is nice. Uh, you know, the, the team did see some guys transfer out in the offseason. Um, in the 2021 class, Jeremy Clark mentions that they only had one offensive line signee, so you'd think that would be a priority this year, would be to bulk up at that spot. So Cade McConnell joins. And uh, three-star recruit right now, but had some pretty impressive offers. Had offers from Iowa State, um, SMU, Kansas, Minnesota, Tulsa, and others. And the one that jumped out to me was Iowa State because I think they – are building their program in a very similar way to TCU as far as evaluating guys as kind of developmental projects and not necessarily dudes that are going to walk in on campus and immediately start day one. So the fact that they're interested in Cade I think is uh, is a big plus, and he commits to TCU. Great size, 6'6", 295 pounds, and will only add to that frame, you would assume, once he gets into college weightlifting program in college football settings. So um, number two player, or the second player that they've gotten in this 2022 class, exciting news for the TCU Horn Frogs. When we come back, let's talk some TCU basketball. But before we do that, let's discuss betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football's over, but the NBA, college basketball, NHL are all in full swing. Betonline.ag covers awards and TV shows, even reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. They have you covered with all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to uh, place bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website 
their website today and receive 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to get that welcome bonus, that 50% welcome bonus. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. They cover everything there. Join them today. Make some money on BetOnline.ag. Back here on Locked on Horn Frog, segment two coming your way. And let's talk some TCU basketball. And first, let's discuss a schedule adjustment that came down today. So um, the TCU men are scheduled to play Texas Tech twice this week, and that's still going to happen. But originally they were supposed to play um, tonight against the Red Raiders in Fort Worth. Well, Drew Davidson came out with the news this afternoon and said, hey, uh, Tech has still not gotten to Fort Worth. They're not going to get to Fort Worth today. The roads are so bad. I don't know, you know, what things are like where you are. Um, <laughs> where I'm at, uh, it, it's snowing like crazy here in McGregor. It's as cold as I've ever experienced in my life. I don't think I'm going to be able to get out of the house for the next few days. I'll, I'll see kind of how it goes. But obviously, Texas Tech encountering similar issues, trying to make the trek to Fort Worth. So their game tomorrow is not going to happen. It's been postponed. They're going to play – TCU and Tech are going to play on Tuesday in Fort Worth, and they'll play Thursday in Lubbock. At least that's the plan for right now. We'll see if that changes because, again, um, this weather, I don't think it's supposed to get above freezing until Friday around most of the state. And I'm kind of skeptical that they'll be able to make that trip and make that happen on uh, Tuesday. But we'll see. I guess they'll give it a go. They'll give it a try. They pushed it back one day to try to get some more time. And uh, we'll see if they can actually – get that game in on Tuesday. But for now, TCU and Texas Tech scheduled to play on Tuesday and Thursday, and the TCU men took on Texas on Saturday and and fell in that game 70-55. to Um, The Frogs got off to a really nice start in this one. R.J. Nimhard came out of the gates, and he was red hot. And he actually finished leading the team with 15 points, but he kind of cooled off after an early barrage. Um, He was getting to the rim. He was hitting threes. Mike Miles was back in the lineup. Uh, after missing the Iowa State game due to an illness, and he was okay. He had 10 points. He was 4-13 shooting. The team overall really struggled to score, um, only shot 36% from the field. Kevin Samuel had a tough day, dealt with some foul trouble, was only on the floor for 22 minutes. Um, Jaden Ledee had to take a lot of those minutes. So uh, TCU kind of hung around there. You know, at halftime they were down by – Eight. They kind of kept it between six and eight for most of the first half. Actually did have a lead in the first ten minutes. And uh, then in the second half, they got off to a nice start. They had cut it to two. It was 43-41, to 41, and then the game kind of changed on its head. And I know that one thing a lot of uh, TCU fans were going back to after that game on Saturday was there was a critical moment where Mike Miles uh, was going to the rim. He got a shot up. And it looked like it was goaltending, and that would have brought TCU within two and would have given them, you know, more momentum, a good shot to kind of get a foothold in that game, maybe take a lead potentially. Uh, but that goaltending wasn't called. And then after that, Texas really got going and went on a run. And uh, I'm not saying that's why they lost the game, but it certainly changed the game and kind of flipped it on its head in a lot of ways. Texas, uh, Andrew Jones was the guy that did most of the damage for them. On Saturday, he had 19 points. Uh, Matt Coleman had 15. UT's guards are really good. I mean, that's just that's something that is, is apparent. And I'm not shocked that TCU lost this game. I was kind of cautiously 
optimistic going into this one because the Frogs have been playing better and Texas um, had struggled as of late, even though they were able to escape with a win against Kansas State. And I felt like maybe that could carry over, but it does not. So the Horn Frogs are four and six in conference play. And, you know, last week I mentioned, hey, if you can kind of get on a roll here, maybe you still have an outside shot at the tournament. And I'm not saying that those hopes are dashed because you lost to a good Texas team, but at some point you're going to have to pull off an upset. And TCU just really hasn't been able to do that this year, aside from winning that game or winning those couple of games against Oklahoma State. They just they, they can't really seem – to find to, a, a way to get it done against better teams, more athletic teams. And that proved to be the case again against Texas. And it's not going to get easier this week if and when you do play Texas Tech. You're supposed to play them twice if they can find a way to get those games in. Because for whatever reason, I mean, the Big 12 is an extremely deep league. And TCU has most years in the conference not been up to snuff. So obviously they've struggled against everybody. But it it really feels like since Chris Beard took over there in Lubbock, um, they have had something special for TCU every time these two teams have played. I mean, there's been a lot of games that just haven't been close. And a big part of that is Texas Tech is a great basketball team, um, and they've built a a really good program there under Beard. But I think the, the biggest thing that stands out to me in that matchup is that Tech gets after you defensively in a way that really nobody else in the league does. And TCU struggles on offense um, have been their Achilles heel again this year. I think it's been the biggest issue in the Jamie Dixon era. They just struggle to score. Um, I think Jamie's offense relies a lot on individual playmakers making plays. And just to be frank, with the exception of some guys like Desmond Bain, you know, those teams that made the tournament with Kenrich and uh, Alex Robinson, I think even Brandon Parrish to an extent, um, they just haven't had players that have the ability to break dudes down one-on-one and make things happen. I think Miles it can do that. I think Mike Miles can definitely do that. And if he ends up sticking around for a little while in his college career, he's only going to get better. R.J. Nimhart has shown that at times. It's just not consistent enough. And outside of those two guards – you really don't have anybody um, who can create their own shot. You know, I, I like what Taryn Todd and Taryn Frank have kind of brought energy-wise the last couple games, and those are some shooting options. Chuck O'Bannon's a shooting option, but none of those players are players that can really get their own bucket. And, and Kevin Samuel, we've, we've discussed, I mean, all year long, he's just struggled to get the ball and get quality touches. So that, to me, is why Tech is such a tough matchup. Um, Two games this week, presumably it's going to be tough. Uh, Hopefully they get those played, and we'll kind of see where we are after that. But tough week ahead for TCU basketball when they take on Texas Tech. When we come back, we'll talk about the TCU women. But first of all, I want to tell you about Built Bar. And uh, Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar ever on the market. I love them. And they recently sent me a, a new flavor that they have been working on um, chocolate coconut, and it is fantastic. It's very rich. It's really good, um, and I've, I've been eating them almost every day for breakfast. So I'd suggest if you're, if you're stuck in the ice storm, if you're like, man, I don't really know what I'm going to eat over the next few days, 
maybe try Built Bar. If you have some or if you'd like to order some, go to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code Locked On and you'll get 50% off your next order. So if you're kind of hesitant about trying it, use that uh, promo code Locked On get 50% off your order. That's a huge deal. Um, BuiltBar.com, it's the best place to go. They have some uh, great flavors, some great you know traditional flavors like German chocolate and um, chocolate brownie. But then they also have cookies and cream and that chocolate coconut that I told you about. BuiltBar.com, only 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, really good fuel for your body, BuiltBar.com. All right, last segment here on Locked on Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. And I wanted to talk some TCU women's basketball. Before I got out of here, we discussed the men and uh, their loss to Texas, and they're supposed to play Texas Tech on Tuesday if the weather does permit it. They could not play on Monday, or they're not going to play on Monday. As, as originally scheduled because of those icy road conditions and the Tech players just not being able to get to Fort Worth. But the TCU women, um, they have a game coming up on Wednesday against Texas. They played on Saturday night against Iowa State names. They got absolutely blitzed by the Cyclones. Um, that was their first Big 12 game of the season. It was a very early game in the season because they started Big 12 play after just a couple non-con games, and they got worked over at home. They played a lot better in this one, but still fell to uh, to Iowa State 92-81. to That Iowa State attack is just really, really good. They can score on you in bunches. They can shoot the three. They have players that can get to the rim. And uh, Ashley Jones is, is kind of their main scorer. And she had 22 points. She had a nice game. She was 7-14 of 14 from the field uh, and had 22 points, as I said. But it was uh, Lauren Duarski who was the the game wrecker on Saturday. She had 32 points, number 21. Um, I don't remember her having a great game against TCU in Fort Worth. She might have, but she was fantastic in Ames on Saturday. Could hit threes, was getting to the rim. She would drive to the rim um, with reckless abandon and was frequently able to draw fouls. So she gave TCU fits on Saturday night. And uh, the Cyclones overall, they shot 50% from the field, 45%. From three, they just played great all game long. But TCU hung in there really well. They were down 41 to 39 at halftime. Um, you know, they in the third quarter they had a stretch where they kept cutting the lead to four, cutting the lead to two at one point, but just could not get over the hump. And eventually, Iowa State sort of pulls away. Um, you know, for TCU, it was obviously Lauren Hurd who had a great night, she had 26 points. But uh, Yummy Morris was pretty effective, Michelle Berry had 13. Um, so uh, an all-around effort from the Horn Frogs. Tavi Diggs had 16. She was really effective scoring. Um, they they went small in that game, which makes sense because Iowa State is so guard dominant. But uh, they ended up having some trouble on the boards and and just couldn't really rebound with the clones. Um, and that combined with a tough night down the stretch. Offensively, they scored 81 points, but they had trouble executing in the half court late in that game. So Iowa State takes down TCU 92-81. to TCU supposed to play Texas on Wednesday, but watch for that as well because Texas played Baylor on Sunday in Waco, lost that game, could not get out of Waco, could not get down to Austin. So um, they're supposed to play TCU in Fort Worth on Wednesday, but I guess we'll kind of have to see what their bus situation is, what the weather situation is there. So stay tuned to Locked on Horn Frogs all week long, and I'll try to update you about the latest basketball schedule. 
Uh, tomorrow, we'll talk some TCU football. Also, baseball starts this week, so we'll start getting you ready for that weekend series against some really good SEC teams. This is Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.